This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Deadly tornado. Homes are destroyed, trees uprooted. Millions in the dark and cold. Never had as serious of a situation with our power grid. Investigating the Capitol attack. The next step, a 9-11 stone commission. Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan. With the CBS World News Roundup, at least three people are dead, ten others injured, after a tornado tore through parts of Brunswick County, North Carolina, just after midnight. WWAY-TV reporter Tanner Barth says there's widespread destruction and concern that people might be trapped or missing. Absolute devastation. Houses blown off of their foundations. Trees snapped in half. You know, cars thrown. Lengths of football fields. And, you know, I had some chance to talk to some neighbors and say, you know, this really caught them off guard. A lot of them were planning to, you know, call it a night and get into bed. And then all of a sudden this thing was here and gone within 30 seconds. This is part of the same storm system that barreled through the South, where millions lost power in a brutal ice storm. This morning, it's minus six in Oklahoma City, three degrees in Dallas. CBS's Omar Villafranca is in Big D. Amidst the worst Texas winter storm in years, power, or the lack of it, is the biggest concern for residents across the state. Herbert Miller, the stepfather of a CBS News producer, is suffering from COVID complications and now relies on an oxygen tank to breathe. The tank needs electricity to function. But he and his wife, Tamiji, lost power and water pressure early Monday in their home in Katy, Texas. We were able to, to get in my truck and plug it in and recharge it. So we have to do that about every five hours. In nearby Houston, the power outages are also complicating the fight against a pandemic. More than 8,000 COVID vaccines nearly went to waste after a storage facility lost power. Austin Mayor Steve Adler tells CBS this morning the demand for power now is just unprecedented. It gets really hot in Texas. We plan for that. Uh, but reaching these cold temperatures at this level for this duration is something that uh, the state obviously did not plan for. Tens of thousands still don't have power in Oregon after the major snowstorm there. 
Now to Washington, where CBS's Ed O'Keefe tells us lawmakers are going to set up a commission to investigate last month's attack on the U.S. Capitol. The commission will be modeled on the commission formed after the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001. One of the potential challenges with this new commission is that unlike the 9-11 attacks, the Capitol riot had partisan political motivations, and most members of Congress seem to have already made up their minds about what led to it. But this also means that at least part of Washington will still be dealing with the fallout from the Capitol attacks and and former President Donald Trump's role in them as the current president, Joe Biden, tries pushing forward with his own agenda. North Carolina's Republican Party has voted to censure Senator Richard Burr. He was one of seven GOP senators to vote to convict former President Trump at his impeachment trial. Reacting to it, Burr says the party chose loyalty to one man over core principles. In West Palm Beach, Florida... A President's Day crowd turned out to support a twice-impeached president, WPEC TV reporter Al Peffley. The crowd roared with approval as the SUV Mr. Trump was in slowed down in front of them. The former president could be seen waving and shouting, we love you, to supporters that lined the street. It was really worth the drive to come up here and see him. It was really awesome. President Biden goes to Wisconsin today. It's his first official trip as president. At a Milwaukee town hall, he'll make the case for his $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan. About 40 million Americans have had at least one COVID vaccine shot, and more than 14 million have had both doses. As CBS's Carter Evans reports, states are expanding access to the vaccine, hoping federal supplies catch up soon. Nationwide new COVID cases are at their lowest since the end of October. Hospitalizations down 46% in the last month. But leading public health experts say, brace yourselves. Louisiana State Virologist Dr. Jeremy Camille is one of the scientists who recently found evidence of at least seven homegrown variants. They may have little subtle effects on how um, well the virus colonizes a human respiratory tract. It intensifies the race to vaccinate Americans before the next potential surge. More megasites are opening, but some, like San Francisco's Moscone Center, have had to shut down. Supplies are running out. New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo insists the state did not cover up coronavirus deaths in the state's nursing homes, but admits there were problems. I am in charge. I take responsibility. We should have provided more information faster. New York acknowledges some 15,000 COVID deaths in long-term care facilities. 9,000 recovering hospital patients were sent back into nursing homes in the pandemic's early months. Overseas, a virus success story from Israel. CBS's Elizabeth Palmer. Just over four months ago, Israel's COVID outbreak was one of the worst on earth. The country went into strict lockdown. And then the Israeli government struck a deal with Pfizer-BioNTech for enough vaccine to inoculate every Israeli adult by the end of March. Two months in, the data is as good as the scientists predicted. In a study of 1.2 million people, half got the vaccine, and they were 94% less likely to get sick. In other words, among the vaccinated, COVID is in dramatic decline. Republican David Perdue, ousted from the U.S. Senate in Georgia's runoff elections last month, has filed papers to challenge Democrat Raphael Warnock in 2022. Warnock's term is just two years, filling out the term of retired Senator Johnny Isaacson. The NFL is mourning former star wide receiver Vincent Jackson. Leaves it to the end zone. Open Jackson! Touchdown, San Diego!
Jackson, who had three Pro Bowl seasons in the league, was found dead in a Florida hotel room days after authorities spoke to him as part of a welfare check. He had been reported missing by his family last week. Cause of death not clear. He was 38. A five-year-old Missouri girl hurt in a crash involving Kansas City Chiefs assistant coach Britt Reed just before the Super Bowl has come out of a coma. Donations to the girls' GoFundMe page are close to half a million dollars. One of the kings of salsa music is gone. His wife says band leader Johnny Pacheco has died. He founded Fania Music and signed on future stars like Celia Cruz, Willie Colon, Hector Laveau, and Ruben Blades. Pacheco was a songwriter and arranger and led the Fania All-Stars, nicknamed the Motown of Salsa. He also played the flute. Born in the Dominican Republic, Pacheco moved to New York with his family when he was 11 and studied at the Juilliard School. His wife says he died at a hospital in New Jersey. Johnny Pacheco was 85 years old. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. The right-wing social network Parler is relaunching. The site was forced offline after the January attack at the Capitol. Current users will be able to get back on this week. New ones can sign up next week. That's the World News Roundup for Tuesday. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books.